the first episode of Lovecraft Country, which debuts on HBO and HBO Max this Sunday night, taking that coveted Sunday 9 p.m. slot is one of the best episodes of television I have ever seen. And as I tweeted, immediately after I watched the screener, it is not something you want to miss because everyone's going to be talking about it and you're going to be left out of the conversation. It's, it's a little over an hour, but it feels like a movie with the big budget and big ideas to match. However, much to my surprise and disappointment because they gave me the first five episodes of Lovecraft Country, the show does a complete 180 for the other four episodes, and it feels like a totally different show. We're talking going from Stranger Things to American Horror Story. From Once Upon a Time in Hollywood to Death Proof. From The Shining to The Twilight Zone, the Jordan Peele version. And by the way, Peele is an executive producer here as well, along with J.J. Abrams. Yes, while it seems in that glorious first episode that Lovecraft Country will tell a single linear story, instead that story is hastily wrapped up in episode two, so fast that I found it disorienting. I was like, what is happening here? And instead, Lovecraft Country becomes a collection of strange tales that are only loosely connected, and much more pulp, including hypersexualized and violent, as pulp tends to be. Now, to be fair, some people really like American Horror Story, Death Proof, and Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone. But I personally am more of a Stranger Things, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and The Shining fan. So I, again, personally was disappointed after that first episode. Not only because I don't quite care for the show it became, just because I don't like that type of show, but also what I lost. It was off to such an amazing start. It was the type of thing that I love, and that that went away. It's worth noting that the first episode um, has a totally different director than the other four that I watched, Jan Demange, who never returns, at least for those first five episodes. But Misha Green, the showrunner who developed this entire show, she writes every single episode, either by herself or with a co-writer. I would say maybe the co-writer situation contributed to it, but she wrote the first three by herself. And again, I thought only the first one was was different from the other four. I mean, yeah, from the other four of, that I, uh, of the total five that I saw. Uh, also, I have to say, to be totally fair, that episodes two through four were not finished when I saw them. Uh, so maybe they still have to be color corrected. And it, it was weird. Sometimes like they had ADR, you know, uh, that had to be put in, like, you know, automatic dialogue replacement. So they would have a totally different, like not even an actor, like, uh, I don't know, somebody who worked in the tech department uh, or the editing department read the line over. And so you were like, what? So that was kind of weird. I was like, wasn't it recorded on set by the actor? Can't you just use some kind of take? Um, but I don't think that it was so far from done that it would totally change what I saw. But it might help it a little, to be fair. I want to point that out. Now, I'm not sure why Lovecraft Country decided to do this, but I suspect it will lose a lot of its audience from week to week, just because the... This, this, the, uh, that one grouping is like a more of a niche audience. It's a smaller audience, I think. And also, I just think some people like myself will be disappointed that it's not what they feel they signed up for with that first episode. And it's a shame because of the top talent involved. I hope that nobody gets dinged by uh, this show because, you know, I'll be curious to see what people's reaction is. I can tell you with this first episode, you're all going to be crazy. You're going to be so happy it's so good. So we really have to wait until the second episode airs for us to truly discuss that shift, that tonal shift. So in this review, first I'm going to talk about that first episode and then I'll discuss the other four. But don't worry, 
no spoilers. Although, it's like, no spoilers, but if you want to go in like totally fresh, you can stop watching now and come back. But, you know, I'm not going to spoil any of the, of the reveals. All right, so the first episode of Lovecraft Country really delivers on the show's promise of highlighting the monsters of the imagination as well as the real-life monsters of the Jim Crow South. That part was incredible. I have never seen the horrors of being black in America, especially during that time period, although obviously there are still problems today, but I've never seen the Jim Crow South so viscerally and effectively portrayed. It reminds me, I wrote this down while I was watching it, I was so blown away. It reminds me of that period in Hollywood history where a lot of Jewish filmmakers told stories about the Holocaust pulling back the curtain of those horrors and deeply humanizing those victims. And I think that's what this accomplishes. I mean, that green and Dimage can make a setting sun one of the scariest things you've ever seen is incredible. That is classic filmmaking right there. It was like the sun was like the shark in Jaws. I couldn't believe it. I was on the edge of my seat. It was amazing stuff. And speaking of classic filmmaking, Jonathan Major's Atticus Freeman is as great a character as the one he's named after. And this is such a great idea. And I wish it was better capitalized on, but it is in the first episode. A nerdy kid who loves comic books and classic adventure literature goes to the army, bulks up, and is now a better fit with the heroes he still reads about and imagines himself being. Oh, that's so cool. I mean, when anyone reads a book, they imagine themselves as that lead character. What would they do in that situation? And the first episode of Lovecraft Country plays that up beautifully. The very, the very opening scene, I couldn't believe what I was looking at. I was like, oh my God, let me just say, John Carter. And you're gonna enjoy Lovecraft Country much more, by the way, if you know your adventure literature. You don't have to be like an adventure literature expert, but as long as you know your ABCs, I think you'll be in good shape. And Lovecraft Country doesn't stop there, as it puts a spotlight on another type of book, the Green Book, that helped many black Americans travel safely in America, particularly in the South back in the day, which was loosely included in the recent Oscar-winning film. I don't think either property, quite frankly, does the Green Book justice, but this certainly does a much better job than the film. I liked the film, though. I thought the film was good. I do realize its shortcomings, but I thought, you know, just on a side note with Green Book, being the reverse of Miss Daisy, driving Miss Daisy, was freaking brilliant. Not, not only creatively, but from a business awards perspective. And that's why it won. Uh, multiple Oscars, by the way. But anyway, here, Courtney B. Vance, Atticus's uncle, writes a Green Book. And, you know, that's why he has, like, some travel experience and it plays a little bit into their trip in the first episode. And he lives with his family above a bookstore in Chicago, which is all very beautifully, like, almost technicolor rendered. It was really a great environment to be in. I loved it. Very cinematic. Atticus, his uncle, and his former childhood friend, Journey Smollett's Letitia, who's grown up to be an aspiring singer, well, they all go in search of Atticus's missing father, and it's all very, very compelling for one episode. And then I personally did not care for the direction it took. Let's just say that episode two starts out well enough, picking up where episode one left off, but then it quickly unravels everything that was built in episode one so that by the end of episode two, again, you feel like you're watching a totally different show. I just was like, what's going to happen now? Why did you do that? I don't understand. And they never made me understand, at least in the first five episodes. Not to say that episodes two through four don't have their moments. Episode four gets all Indiana Jones and Pirates of the Caribbean -y, uh, and has a very cool VFX moment that was in fact so cool, I actually rewound it and watched it again. I was so impressed. 
But unfortunately, those cool VFX moments come far and few between. There is one every episode, but it's not... I felt like it was still cool VFX-wise, but atmospherically, I felt the show wasn't as strong through episode, in episodes two through four. And I couldn't get past what I felt were enormous gaps in logic and world-building and a story structure that became very scattered. But again, some people don't mind that. So, you know, you might still be very much engaged with the show. And also, if anything will keep you coming back for more, it will be the gorgeous production design, even if it becomes a little bit more muted in the other episodes. It's still impressive. I mean, that's what kept me coming back to Perry Mason, by the way, which uh, Perry Mason was still more of a linear story. Perry Mason was like Chinatown, in my opinion, which it was a little makes it a little difficult to get into because it was so bureaucratic. Um, but again, production design and cast were what won the day in both cases, both HBO shows, by the way. Ever since I thought, saw Jonathan Major's debut in, I mean, the, I guess the only thing was is that I guess what really kind of hurt Lovecraft Country for me is that it became so over the top in its violence and sexuality, um, and there was a lot of anger and hate in it, that that, made, that to me was like, that was a little bit difficult just for me personally. Um, like, it's definitely like a very hard R, maybe even NC-17 in some regards. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, I, I'll be curious to see how people react to that as well. But speaking of the cast, Jonathan Majors, ever since I saw him in his screen debut in Hostiles, I've been like, that guy is a star in the making. And I've been waiting for him to achieve that movie star status. He was excellent in Five Bloods, uh, um, also the last black man in San Francisco. Uh, and I'm hoping that Lovecraft Country gives him another boost, with especially the first episode. I still think he's not quite there, though, unfortunately. I'm waiting for a big movie franchise to pick this guy up. I mean, if the, if the first episode doesn't get him a big gig in Marvel or DC, nothing will. It's fantastic. Uh, Journey Smollett is also excellent. She was one of my favorite things in Birds of Prey. Uh, and she gets to do some great horror ingenue sequences throughout, not only in episode one, but through all the episodes that I saw. And definitely one of the best parts of Lovecraft Country is getting to see black talent play the lead roles in multiple types of genres. That's really cool. She's great. She sure can run, boy. She was a great horror ingenue. She was really good. Courtney B. Vance, always a delight. Loved seeing him. And Wanmi Musaku also jumps off the screen as Journey Smollett's sister. She's so charismatic. Loved her. But yikes, Tony Goldwyn, Abby Lee, and uh, Jordan Patrick Smith, who comes across as an Alexander Skarsgård knockoff, by the way, like a really bad knockoff. They should all be embarrassed. They are terrible as cardboard cutout, mustache twirling, evil rich white people. I mean, their roles are ridiculously underwritten, but they don't do anything to improve them with their acting. P.U. So bad. They're nothing like Jamie Harris, who comes from the Harris acting family, by the way, who in, of course, episode one, knocks it out of the park as an evil sheriff who comes across as a very real character, which makes him all the more terrifying. He was excellent. So without a doubt, if it's not clear already, you should definitely watch episode one of Lovecraft Country. You do not want to miss it. As for the rest of the series, that's going to be up to you. And I'll be curious to what your reaction is when again it shifts tone. And to be honest with you, I'm going to check out the rest of the series. I don't know if I'll watch it live. I might, you know, check it out after the fact. So, you know, if I decide to stop watching or if I want to maybe like just fast forward through it, I will. But I want to I want to see what happens. I mean, I am invested because of that first episode. And I'm thinking maybe... 
just maybe that kind of brilliance might return in the in the second half of the show. And also, I want to see who the heck uh, Jamie Chung is playing. She's teased occasionally in the first five episodes, and they did a good job teasing her, and I thought her performance was very interesting, so I, I would like to know what's, what's going on there as well. So that's my review of Lovecraft Country. I'll be very curious to hear your thoughts, not just with the first episode, but again, as we go deeper into the season. Uh, be sure to tweet me about it. I'd really like to hear what you think. Uh, subscribe today, and of course, as always, you can check out some more videos right now.